Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. And this is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. And it's December. I know. It's Christmas time. See my Christmas tree behind me? (laughs) Me It looks very pretty back there. My Christmas tree is in my house. We get a live tree. Mm -hmm. I actually got it in a like the weekend after Thanksgiving and brought it home. It's beautiful. Very, mm. very, it's probably our prettiest tree, I think, oh, that we've ever had. Picture. It's like, well, I cannot oh. because I forgot that I threw away all our lights last year. And so we have no lights. And so we decided we were going to go buy lights, but then we went to the Home Depot and they were sold out of all the lights at that time. So I ordered them on Amazon and they were supposed to be here on Sunday, and they're not here yet. Oh no! <laughs> so it's not decorated. Oh well, you can just, just send a picture there. of a tree. I want to see the tree. I don't care about that. Oh, okay. So I actually put my elves in the tree this morning with a note that said, "Where are the decorations?" <laughs> <laughs> so at least I got one elf like thing out of it but it's sad because our whole house is decorated and then the tree it's like dark and wah wah Your <laughs> elves already came, huh? dude our elves so the rule was always that our elves would come when we got the tree because oh. sometimes i don't get the tree until like two weeks before christmas mm. and so it saves me a little bit because I don't gotcha. have to bring them on December 1st. I can bring them whenever the tree. But we don't have a tree yet. So they didn't know it was Christmas at our house. They're too old for that crap now. And they were like, oh, look, we have a tree. Ha ha, mom. I guess the elves are coming. I'm like, crap. So this is one of those years that it bit me in the butt. Okay. Ours used to be right the day after Thanksgiving. But I've pushed mm-hmm. it to December 1st. Yeah. That's, that's when it's supposed to be is December 1st. But. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, what's going on with you? Well, stick with this Christmas kind of theme. Um, So I decorated, you know, I started decorating the day after Thanksgiving as well. And then anyway, so I've got all my little decorations. I need to buy more. I realized that I just have had the same stuff forever and I just want to like start adding things. So I need to remember to do that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, have all, all the things out. And yesterday I decided that I was going to put together my wine rack, which I sent you a picture of. Yes. I'm like, yes. Make, like I made makeshift wine cellar in like the storage area in the basement. Anyway, so I put this together and it's really just for my like good wines that I'm like not going to pull out on a random Tuesday and drink. Mm-hmm. So I came upstairs because I knew I had just gotten two bottles that I didn't want in like my, my whatever the shelf upstairs. Oh, right. I'm like, I'm gonna put them on these shelves. So I was like, where is it? I found one? And then I was like, where's the other one? Oh my gosh, where is it? And I remembered when I got it, I swore that I didn't drink it. Mm-hmm. And I so I was texting people. I'm like, did we open it when you were here? Because I thought, well, maybe when someone came to visit, maybe I opened mm-hmm. it because it was fun. And then I was like, no, we had conversations about it. Nope, we've had wine already. Let's make that like a first, you know, bottle yes. of wine that we have one day. So I was like, where is it? So then I'm like, did Emery take it? Like, did he grab it for a gift for somebody like randomly? But I'm like, no, typically he asks me like, which ones are your nice ones? (laughs) You know, whatever. So anyway, 
I'm texting Emery. I'm texting friends. I'm like, I lost this bottle of wine. I can't believe it because it's not a cheap bottle of wine. Where did I put it? Oh my gosh, did I drink it and not remember? <laughs> Which, uh-huh. what's going on? So then, anyway, all that happened. Last night, I come home because I'm racking my brain the whole day. And I go and grab a glass of wine. And then I look over and I'm like, son of a... I have I have a gnome wine bottle topper. <laughs> uh-huh. And I put it on that bottle because I'm like, I don't want to drink this. I'm not going to drink it. It can be here as a decoration all Christmas season <laughs> with a little gnome like hat and beard dripping down it. <laughs> like right in front of my face all day long. You hid your own wine. <laughs> I did. Just I did. decorating and hiding wine from yourself. Yes. I'll take a picture of it and we can post it. <laughs> if you know, you know. Oh are you going to leave it there now or are you going to put it in yes. the cellar like out of spite? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm going to as a decoration and then after the fact, put it down in my cellar. Okay. Like such a dummy i could see you like grabbing the gnome and throwing it away and being like well that decoration's over <laughs> literally was like emory i found the bottle and he's like where and i just like lifted the gnome and i was like right there <laughs> was he like are you okay <laughs> i mean i was literally in every cabinet all around that area looking did i put it yeah, under you were here testing to- people yes i drove myself Funny crazy girl. it's literally right there <laughs> front of my face anyway merry christmas <laughs> merry christmas that's a good one oh. i'm sure there are a lot of like funny decorating stories like my mom was known for like she would take down the things that were there mm-hmm. and then put decorations up and then when it was time to like take the decorations down she'd be like where was this <laughs> like where was this flower <laughs> Where did I have these candlesticks? Like, we're just redecorating the whole house now. <laughs> Take pictures of what it looks like so that I Amazing. remember. Because I do the same thing. I take everything down and I put it in the boxes that I'm taking the yes. decorations out of. And then I put it back and then I'm like, huh. Yeah, I do that okay? too. <laughs> Was this in the bathroom? Yeah, I do this. It's funny. I should take pictures too. Too late now though, but. Yeah, anyway. All right. Well, I hope everyone is, uh, having a fun Christmas season so far, it'll go fast. Mm-hmm, it will. So um, if we want to bring things down to a sad level, I do have a case for you. Okay. All right, here we go. Okay, friends, this case is a listener's suggestion out of the Texas. Mm, Texas. And I don't think we've been to Texas in a hot minute. It's been a while. We 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 spend more time in Vermont these days. It's true. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it's so very true. So we are going to be talking about a small town called Spring, Texas. Have you ever heard? I have not. Where is it? It's close. It to- is in East Texas. It's part of the Houston, mm-hmm. um, like Sugarland. Oh, Sugarland area. Yeah. Sugarland. Mm-hmm. Now that is a place I would like to live. Just to say that. There was murders there. Remember that? Yeah. We did the Sugarland murders. Yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah. it just sounds so cute to me. Isn't there a yes. band called Sugarland also? Oh, I don't know. I might be making that up. Oh, if not, mm-hmm. it's a great band name. Okay. Okay. Pocket it. There you go. 
Um, so this is a very sad case. It's definitely not well known or well covered, mm -hmm. if at all. So for that reason, it will be shorter than the norm, um, just because there's missing information that's just not been released and it is what it is, but it's a very um, harrowing tale. Okay. So this is the case of Christy Sumstad. Oh, Christy, okay. not spelled like you. Mm, okay. Which we were just talking about earlier that the name Christy has the most spelling options of any name on the planet. Prove mm -hmm. me wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think we might have to like really research that because I think it might be true. Right. It's crazy. And only after knowing you have I realized this. I have the most least common version, I think. I don't know because I, I had a friend in high school whose name was Christy and it was K-Y-R-S-T-I-E. How's that even Christy? Or K-R-Y. Oh, okay. Sorry. K-R-Y-S-T-I-E. Okay. That would so like the, be. The Y took place of like your I. Right. Okay. That's you, okay. a little bit less. That's common. really uncommon, I feel mm -hmm. like. Okay. So Christy Michelle Mercer was born on November 8th, 1976 to parents Mike and Cindy Mercer. Christy had two sisters and she was a fellow Scorpio queen. And it's almost her birthday. It is. Yes. Well, so it will have passed a month ago when this episode airs. Oh, did you say October? Oh, you November said November. 8th. I'm sorry. This is going to be in December. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I totally had November in my head. <laughs> Yeah, okay, but it's ahead. it's very close to when we are recording, which mm -hmm. let's we're mm -hmm. this today's the second. Okay. Yes. So mm -hmm. next week. Um so she was a Scorpio and from what I know about her, we would definitely be friends. Mm. Like definitely. Well, her Christy's, name's Christy, so. Yeah. <laughs> I do love myself with Christy. If I've got 85 Beths as friends, then you can have a few Christies. I know. <laughs> that is so funny. It is so funny. Okay. Christy's father was a pastor, but other than that, I don't know a whole lot about her childhood, growing up, that kind of stuff. She is described as being fun, very outgoing, and competitive. She loved being the center of attention and loved to sing and go to karaoke. She sounds just Holla. like me. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Especially the competitive part, right? I know you like probably yes. perked up when I and said funny. that. And funny. And funny. All oh, right. Oh, you're funny. Oh. <laughs> Dunch. I love you. You're hilarious. <laughs> she was often found sitting by a pool or going to the beach. She was a good I know, right? We, that's what I'm saying. We would be friends with her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She is truly one of like she just sounds She's fun and easy and yes. Um she was very good at photography and enjoyed it and she is described as being a bright light. Mm. Christy had a high school boyfriend, and they ended up getting pregnant. And when Christy was 17, she gave birth to a baby girl that she named Tessa. Hmm. The relationship with Tessa's father didn't work out. And because Christy was young and still in high school and a single mom, her mom stepped in to help raise Tessa um, during the time that she was young. Mm -hmm. Christy's parents had divorced at that point. So it was her mom and, like, I think her stepdad. That were okay. kind of helping her out. Christy went on to work odd jobs and to get some footing to make a life for her and her daughter. So it's very admirable of mm -hmm. her. Yes. At some point, Christy moved to Georgia. I don't know why. And I don't 
have any reason why she went there, but she did. Mm -hmm. And while she was there, when she was 21, she met a captain in the U.S. Army named Ryan Sumstead. Ryan was stationed at Fort Stewart in southeast Georgia. He was very handsome, very smart, and he had a successful career. Christy was a server at a wedding where Ryan was a guest, and that's how they met. So it's like a little meet cute. Mm -hmm. Christy was very impressed by him. He was extremely intelligent, and he had been a graduate of West Point with an engineering degree. My cousin teaches there. Yeah, it's pretty prestigious. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Eventually, they fell in love, I think rather quickly, and they got married. Ryan became a stepfather to Christy's daughter, Tessa, and Ryan and Christy went on to have two children, a daughter named Alyssa and a son that they named Derek. At some point, I think to do with Ryan's job, Christy and Ryan moved their family to Spring, Texas, and they lived there in a suite home with their young family. Ryan had a successful job as an IT manager at a company in Houston, and Christy became a stay-at-home mom to her three children. She was a great mom. She was very involved, and she homeschooled all of her kids. Oh, wow. Which COVID taught me a thing or two about that, and... I could not do that. Mm. I homeschooled one year and mm-hmm. with my oldest. And I mean, he is probably the easiest one to homeschool, but still, it's a lot. I mean, and I was a teacher. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so and I think was that lot. was my problem with it is I'm not a teacher and I'm not very like, like I have a hard time explaining things to people when I, I'm like, I just, you just have to get it. Yeah. Right. Why so, don't you get yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Which so you can't teach and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says a lot about her and her discipline mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just what kind of person she was. I think she was very protective of other people's perception of her and Ryan and their family. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Like mm-hmm. she always wanted to be a great host or, um, you know, just out outside looking in, she wanted to be seen a certain way. Right. And she, you know, was very proud of the fact that she was this young single mom that kind of had to make her own way. And she and her husband now had this nice family, good job, nice things. Um, mm-hmm. She was proud. She should have been. However, after some time, cracks began to show in the marriage. The two of them were known to fight and Ryan was suspected of having several affairs. Mm. It was said that Ryan had a bad temper and he could be controlling at times and that he was just mean. Okay. He didn't like the way that Christy spent money or how outgoing she was. He would accuse her of drinking too much or just like run her down on the regular. Mm. Some friends even say Ryan lost his temper on a guy at a party at their house and he pretty violently choked this man. So like this was a very outward display that sticks out in people's mind of the type of behavior that he was capable of. Right. Jeez. So the wheels really fell off when Ryan got in trouble for defrauding people. What? Oh, yeah. So Ryan had people invest in a fake company called Insight Energy Ventures. So he- Was it a Ponzi scheme? Well, I don't know the details of it. This is what I oh, know okay. about it. So okay. he, so they're in Texas, right? He would approach 
owners of land that had gold on it, like gold rich land. Mm -hmm. And he would offer to finance their mining operations for like a certain fee. So he would take their money, which they would go in debt to like, oh, we're going to pay this guy to oversee our mining operations. But the whole thing was fake. Mm -hmm. So he had several fake profiles on like numerous business sites and he would like write his own reviews essentially, if that makes any sense. That's why they have so, verified reviews now. On things. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and he like made it look like his company was worth $1.8 million and he was just trying to make it look legit basically. Mm -hmm. So he started this fake company in 2002 and the scam went on for years. Until finally he got popped for it. So when that happened, Christy left Ryan mm -hmm. and was planning to file for divorce. But somehow, for whatever reason, he was able to manipulate her into taking him back because he was broke and he was in legal trouble and she, she was his family and he loved her and she did love him. Mm -hmm. And because of the type of person she was, she did agree to like, okay, I'm not going to leave you desolate. Come on. We'll, we'll figure it out. Like, you know, we'll figure out how to fix the mess that you made together. Mm -hmm. But things in their marriage stayed pretty strained. And Christy had really lost trust for Ryan for obvious reason. The financial stress was a lot. It made him grumpier, meaner, more controlling. Basically, at this point, everyone in their lives loved her, but tolerated him because mm -hmm. they wanted to be around her and her children, but nobody liked him at all. I've known a few people like that. Yeah. You, one or, you like one or the other? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope the other in your situations is not as bad as Orion here. No, I don't. I know. I do not think that anybody is that I know. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that brings us to February of 2011. Christy was 34 years old. The kids were like around the ages of 17, 10, and 8. So still some young kids. Ryan had been telling friends of theirs that he was worried about Christy, that mm -hmm. he thought that she was having some mental health issues because mm -hmm. of their situation. He said that she had seemed depressed and that she was possibly suicidal. On February 20th of 2011, Ryan called one of Christie's friends and told her about his concerns for his wife, and he asked the friend to call Christie and check on her. He described Christie as despondent, hmm. which is just basically like no hope, very, hmm. you know, in despair kind of thing. And so he was like, I'm really worried about her. Can you help me? Can you please call her and, mm -hmm. you know, check on her and help me? So the friend did. But when she told Christy that Ryan was worried about her mental condition, Christy was like, what is he talking about? She said she had no idea why Ryan was talking like that, that she was fine. She wasn't having any issues. Like she was just going about her normal life like she had been mm -hmm. over the past few years. And she was like, I I'm fine. Truly. Mm -hmm. Like I have no clue what he's talking about. So that was kind of weird. The next morning, the morning of February 21st, Ryan texted his his sister. And he said that Christy had kicked him out of the house around 11 p.m. the night before. 
So he said they had gotten into an argument and that Christy had made him leave. And so he just went to the gym and decided to like stay out for the night. Ryan told his sister that he was worried about Christy again, about her mental condition, that she was depressed, that she might be suicidal. And he said that he'd been trying to call her, but she wasn't answering his phone call. And he didn't know if it was because he needed to be worried or if it was because she was still mad at him. Mm. So he asked his sister if she would go over to their house and check on Christy and the kids. Ryan suggested that maybe Christy just wanted to talk to somebody other than him. Like about her problems and about their fight and stuff. Mm -hmm. So Ryan's sister went over to the house and she let herself in. The kids were okay. They had been sleeping. But the door to the master bedroom was locked. When she went in, she found Christy in the bedroom, not breathing. Oh, no. The room was a mess. Like there had been some kind of a struggle or like she had been purposefully trying to trash the room. A large mirror was broken and there was glass everywhere. Things had been knocked over, thrown around. So 911 was called, but Christy was pronounced dead at the scene. And at that point, her cause of death was unknown. Hmm. So they didn't know what happened to her. Ryan immediately told police about his concerns with Christy's depression, suicidal ideations. He said that Christy would often drink too much and take pills. And they'd just been fighting the night before, so he thought that maybe she had either accidentally overdosed on something or that she had completed suicide. Hmm. And sort of from the looks of things, face value, that could have been possible. Mm -hmm. So at that time, the medical examiner's office in their town was closed for some reason. So Christy's body was had to be taken to Dallas for an autopsy, but they were told that there was a backlog. So this autopsy would take some, like a long amount of time. It's like the craziest thing, right? Wow. Yeah. So in the meantime, Christy's family and friends immediately were like, no, there is no way she was taking pills and drinking with her kids in the house to that extreme. And there's no way that she would have, would have tried to kill herself. Like that's not how she was. That's not who she was. And they suspected that Ryan was lying and that he had something to do with her death. Well, I mean, I was suspecting this all along anyway. Like he was like setting up this whole like depression thing with people and stuff. But uh, my question is, is that if the autopsy is going to take a while because they have to send it and there's a backlog, clearly they'll do a toxicology report. But if it takes too long, would said substances already have left her body or because she's not alive they stick around you know what i'm saying like they i don't think get it depends out. on what it is but um yeah i don't know the answer to that question okay. i so i'd imagine that would be a problem with trying to discover if she did overdose on something mm -hmm. and complete suicide with some sort of substance if it there was a chance it could exit her system mm -hmm. within the time yeah the ins and outs of all of that are not reported anywhere okay. um I mean, I can speculate. I know sometimes we go years without – not years, but like months where we don't even find bodies and they still can test them for some things. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. when they die, does it not get flushed out because nothing is like flowing? You know, like you're well, not like going to the bathroom. Well, like it can be in your hair. Not, it blood can be isn't flowing. You know, so it's like that stuff isn't flushing out right. as yeah. much because you're not alive. So. Yeah, I would think they could test it. But again, mm -hmm. if you if you guys know, let us know. Mm -hmm. 
Um, okay, so they were again adamant that, that that that's not what they believed happened. Their theory was not that. They um, suspected Ryan because he had this temper. He, they had these financial problems that were his fault. And they had no indication that Christy had been depressed, that she would take her own life, that she would ever leave her kids with Ryan. Mm -hmm. They knew that she was a little bit afraid of him. Um, I mean, just they they weren't buying what he was selling. Right. Publicly. And he's a known liar, by the way. Mm -hmm. He embezzled money. Defrauds people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ryan played the part of a grieving husband. He set up a website for Christy for people to post memories of her and condolences, and he asked that mourners donate to his children's college funds. Mm-hmm. Of course, like, just write me a check personally. Those kids aren't using that money for college. Right. However, in the months following Christy's death, Ryan was actively dating. He joined eHarmony two weeks after she died. Oh, gosh. He was known to be having a sexual relationship with one of her friends shortly after her death, and he started dating an old high school girlfriend who lived in Utah at the time. She was a devout Mormon, and Ryan converted to Mormonism and spoke of moving himself and the kids to Utah so he could be with this woman. Mind you, all of that happened less than three months after his wife tragically died in an unknown way. Yeah, no. Like also, he's immediately converting to Mormonism. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Which don't. I don't have a problem with, but like, what? What do you like, settle down? Yeah. Um. Just also, side note: that friend was not her friend. If she's already sleeping, hundred percent, her husband. Yeah, going. Especially if she was one of the ones that suspected he murdered her. Like, mm-hmm. hello, mm-hmm. red flag. Okay. Finally, in June of 2011, so this is almost four months after Christie's death, the autopsy report came back. It was determined that Christie did not overdose on drugs or alcohol. She had multiple injuries to her body that indicated she had been involved in a struggle. So I'm assuming those are like defensive wounds, scratches, bruises. Her cause of death was determined to have been strangulation. Oh my gosh. Yes. Which I don't know how they didn't see immediately right you know i mean why do we have to wait i mean i get that you have to wait officially but But yeah you would see marks if it was strangulation as opposed to like if you put a pillow over in someone's face you don't necessarily see a mark right yeah no it was strangulation so her death was ruled a homicide and ryan was their only known suspect So he had no alibi, he had a motive, he had a violent reputation, and like I said, he was a big fat liar. Police determined that the gym that Ryan claimed he had gone to when Christy supposedly kicked him out the night before was not a 24-hour gym. So how he's saying he left his house at 11.30 p.m. that Mm -hmm. night after they fought and just went to the gym and hung out all night. But it was already closed. It was already closed. It wasn't a 24-hour gym. So he had no one to confirm that he ever actually even left. Mm -hmm. Tessa, Christy's oldest daughter, actually told police that Ryan had uh, given her wine the night before, which is not something that he had ever done before. She was 17 at the time. And that she said Ryan had tried to give Christy wine as well, but she didn't think that she drank it. Hmm. So Tessa... The daughter said that she felt really groggy and fell asleep and actually slept through her alarm the following morning and missed school. He drugged his daughter. 
So Derek, their son, had said that he remembered like being woken up that night to the sound of his parents fighting and like loud thumps and things breaking. He said he never saw anything because I'm assuming he probably didn't want to step in the middle of that because that probably was scary sounding, but he went back to sleep after he heard his mom stop screaming. Oh my gosh. He's a little boy. How old is he? I think he was like eight at the time. Jeez. So police believed that in the days before Christie's murder, Ryan had tried to set the stage that Christie was depressed and suicidal. On the night she died, they believed that Ryan drugged Tessa to keep her asleep because she was the oldest one. Mm -hmm. And he attempted to drug Christie as well to like fake a suicide, but that hadn't worked. So he attacked her and strangled her to death. He then left the home and texted his sister the next morning about their fight and had her go check on Christy, knowing that she was already dead in their home with the children. Jeez. So on June 21st of 2011, Ryan was arrested and charged with the first degree murder of Christy. Ryan pled not guilty and was given a $300,000 bond. He petitioned to have that reduced, but that was denied. After months of back and forth and delays, in March of 2014, Christie's family agreed to allow Ryan to take a plea deal. Okay. So, versus going to trial. Mm -hmm. The reason that they said they chose this was for closure for Christie's kids and to avoid them to have to go through a trial and testifying and mm -hmm. reliving everything. I mean, so Christie's kids were being cared for by her mom and stepdad, mm -hmm. and they had to go to public school for the first time in their lives after oh. their mom was murdered. Because remember, mm -hmm. she, she homeschooled them their whole life. So right, they're yeah. dealing with a lot of trauma. Mm -hmm. And so I understand them doing this, but mm -hmm. plea deals, as you know, always end up in lesser sentences, which mm -hmm. is just frustrating. So as a part of the plea, Ryan pleaded guilty to manslaughter with a deadly weapon, which I'm assuming was his hands. Right. And was sentenced to 20 years in prison with the possibility of parole in seven. What? Seven? So, mm -hmm. so Ryan claimed that Christie's death was an accident and that he had strangled her during a physical fight, but he denied planning to murder her. Then how did... Okay. Never mind. Did they test the daughter? They didn't test the daughter for any drugs. I do not system. know. I was going to say, if they had done that, then that proves a plan. A hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. But the okay. whole like depression, so, I mean, that's that's kind of a plan, calling around to all these, well, to people, you know, saying these things. Yes, but I'm just saying like physical evidence. That would sure. have been like literally physical evidence of him planning it. Mm -hmm. Right. But anyway. So Ryan's parole was denied in June of 2021. That was the first Good. time he was up for it due to the brutality of his actions. Mm -hmm. In June of 2022, Ryan filled a petition for right of habeas corpus, mm -hmm. which protects prisoners against unlawful and indefinite imprisonment. So it basically is like you have the right to a parole, and he thought he should have been granted parole, and he wasn't. So he filed okay. this motion. That was denied as being without merit. And in June, that was in June of this year, 2023. Okay. They denied oh, okay. that. 
So he was denied parole again. The next parole date for him is in June of 2024. Does he just get one every year? I guess so. So he's currently 48 years old and incarcerated at the Texas State Correctional Institute in Huntsville, Texas. I found profiles for him on Friends for Prisoners. Oh, like that one, the writer prisoner thing that I found a couple weeks ago? (laughs) Yeah, Pinacon. Mm -hmm. So you can become pin pals. Mm -hmm. Um, It's sketchy and gross. and. He is in prison in his profile picture, and I just hate every minute mm-hmm. of every word mm-hmm. of it. Uh-huh. Um, but he likes long walks on the beach. Oh, Lord have mercy. And pina coladas? <laughs> Essentially. Sunsets. Mm-hmm. So the kids are young adults at this point, And from what I can tell, they don't have contact with their father. I did find a blog that he had written from prison. I, I linked all of this stuff if you guys want to go and read it. And there are several entries in there where he is like wishing them happy birthday. Like, Hey buddy, today I know it's your birthday, which makes me think that he can't reach out to them and wish mm-hmm. them happy birthday. So, which of course he, he killed their mother. Right. Yeah. So very small case, very sad case. Um, it's sad that it went several months of people just thinking that she might have completed suicide and done that when it was not the case at all she was brutally murdered right and with her children in the in the home and for what for what my guess is for financial reasons because they were in such trouble but there's no motive given because he took a plea deal right and did they there's have there's a lot we don't know yeah i was going to say do they have life insurance policies like all all that i don't i mean Yes. Oh, they did. Okay. I do believe she had a life insurance policy. Okay. I think that's the one saving grace for me is I can't get a life insurance policy, so my husband can never use that as a reason to kill me. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> I would like for him to have other reasons, just oh, well, for I the know. record. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, yeah. Anyway, but gosh. Sad case of Christy Sumstad. No kidding. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E. <laughs> And to know, thank you for that spelling. I'm still going to spell it my way. Um, <laughs> um, just to know that he, one, one of the kids fell back asleep after he heard mom stop screaming. Mm-hmm. And I believe he drugged his daughter. So she would, I mean, I guess it's possible that if she's never had wine before that she would have slept through an alarm, but mm-hmm. highly doubtful one glass of wine would have that kind of effect on someone, mm-hmm. but I guess you never know. But ugh, just gross. He's a disgusting human being. Yeah, absolutely. I don't like it. And he defrauded mm-hmm. all of these people. And there, you can deep dive into that if you want to, because I did. And some awful things happened to the people that he took money from. Like, oh, really? ruined their literal lives. Millions of dollars. Wow. And well, it. I mean, if they were spending money on him to mine for mm-hmm. them, thinking they're going to make all the money off the mining mm-hmm. to like get back. And these the are money. wealthy people. Already. So basically, he just didn't do anything. He just took their money and then didn't do anything. That's my all. understanding, and somehow got away with it. Well, hopefully, these people actually mined their property at some point. Yeah, and got and their money back. Got some money back for it. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Anyway. Yeah. Wow. Well, gosh, 
He's still listed as the CEO of that fake company on LinkedIn. Oh, well, I guess that's his own profile, so he's the one that has to change that. Right. <laughs> Just take the thing, the LinkedIn well, off. Well, he's online <laughs> on uh, these other pen pal websites or whatever. So weird that you found him on that just after I had that other case where that made me like – it was the first time I'd ever ever seen that. Clearly, I know it happens because people talk about how they write inmates mm-hmm. and they get married and blah, 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 blah. But like it was the first time that it was like something that popped up mm-hmm. as a source in a case and I was like, mm-hmm. this is disgusting. This mm-hmm. is like a match.com for inmates and 100%. it's ridiculous. It really is. Yeah. So gross. Yeah. Nope. I don't want to write you. No, I'll go through if I really want to interview you for some reason, I will go through all of the like legal channels of like getting on your list and Mm. I don't (laughs) want to interview him. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, gosh. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets released and what happens. I mean, I think obviously he'll get released at some point because he got 20 years max. So and he's only 48. And when did that start again? 20 years? 2014. So I think I saw somewhere that his release date is like 2033 or 2032 or something like that. Okay. If he serves his entire sentence, which who knows? But yeah, we'll see what he does with his life after that. Yeah, no kidding. Well, hopefully we can keep tabs on that one. And he has such a bright future too. Like, but gosh. Oh, and I did read too that, um, which I just thought was really sad, and um, but also sweet, that her sister wrote that losing her in their lives was literally like just turning off a light. Mm. Like she was like, it just was like that. It was She was such a bright light of positivity that it was just like, just a piece of us went dark, which I thought <sighs> was just a really sad but sweet way to describe yeah. her impact on her family. So yeah, no kidding. Jeez. And they well, gave interviews too about how they didn't feel like 20 years was enough, but that they thought they were making the right decision. And they were like, honestly, he doesn't need to take up space and breathe air ever, mm-hmm. but we did this for the kids. So, well, I hope he can do some sort of rehabilitation in prison and come out when he comes out a different person, but I don't want right. him to come out at all. But Yeah. <sighs> Gosh, well, rest in peace, Christy. I hope yes. your children grow to be. I know one's definitely an adult now. If she was seventeen when it happened, so mm-hmm. grow to be good people in society and right. can actually heal from this. Right. Yep. And so. take take hold of your power because you've got your mama's power. I believe it. Yes, for sure. Well, thanks for diving in. Thanks for the suggestion. Um, thanks for all the things. Thanks all for the listening. things. Let us know what you think, what your opinion is on this. Um, what would you do in that case? Would you approve a plea deal? I don't know. Yeah. I think it would depend on the circumstances. 100%. In my own life. So, anyways, find us on social media. Go over on Patreon and find us. We, um, We'll be coming out with some new episodes this month, but have a bunch for you guys to enjoy if you have not been a member already. So go check that out. Check Instagram and leave a comment and rate and review us if you'd like. That's always nice. We love seeing those. Haven't seen them. Be a great Christmas present for us. If you mm-hmm. Not only give us stars, but also write a review. <laughs> and anyways, I guess that's all. So just always remember the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closets.